Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. The True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Israel, the Israelite. Very big point on by saying Israel, 
the Israelites. That's a great point. We'll, we'll check into more information about that after we bring our elder in. Let our elder count do his part and some dust as Yahweh. Then you know how to get in contact with us, what we got on the table, and how to contribute to this ministry and all that good stuff. Remember one thing, see right. Time is not in our favor on sit up a base for our loved ones to come in and for the ones fresh out of the diapers to understand exactly what needs to be said. So we'll take it all that shortly. But we'll bring our elder in, elder Mr. Tip, and he'll tell you everything that Yahweh put on him to tell you. And then what we'll do, we'll take it from that. We'll follow his lead. So when you meet our elder out of Camp 1, elder Mr. Tip, Israel, Yahweh bid you there for right. And Yaqua bless you, see Israel, or see Israel. Hallelujah. Yaqua. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Yellow, one thing I do know, Yellow, the fox tail half been lit. The curtain tail went up. And we know that the best is already here. But we went on the rest to come. The best is already here. When two come together in my name, you say, I'm in the midst of this. So the best is already here, Elder. So now we went on the rest to come. Come out behind that curtain and be a door and not get to hear on Romans 2.13. Well, take your time, Elder. I'm going to see if I give me some good old hot herbal tea. I'm going to be all here on what you present on tape number three. I'm coming to exile. Biblical and scholarly journey of the true Israelite. You on the clock, ever come out. Well, once again, Yonkwan bless you, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And surely, the name itself describes what we're all about. Because we know what we came to hear. We came to hear some and we're looking out there for those to come and help with helping hands. Notice I didn't say hoping hands. That's a pretty dangerous situation that you want to give hope. Well, hope is different from faith. When you're in the military and you're following your leader, and he's going to lead you across a wide open field. I'm going to give you an example of hope. And he's walking across a field with landmines. But he's hope, he hopes he's going in the right direction. And he's leading those to follow him like a Bible verse. You know, the blind lead the blind. So he walks, and everybody's following him. But those in the distance, they hear the mistake. They hear the boom. Boom. Well, that hope didn't do too good at that particular time. Because now the one that does help, he knows exactly which way to go. And he's leading the rest of his men and women to follow in a righteous direction. Now, see, this is why most of us have come to hear things that most of us listening 
They can never understand. This is why we use examples. So these examples can put a picture in your mind exactly what Rockwell's ministry talks about. Many, they came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching. Some looking can never find. Well, these are the misinformed. And we run across many misinformed people out there. And that's very true. We talk about the misinformed all the time. Now, they didn't do anything wrong. They just was not taught right. So they can do none of these things. But this is why the word of Yahweh that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. Because we have to be aware by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts. See, this is how we have the knowledge to know. We have those out there that camouflage the evil or confused teaching. And using overly loud Uncle Gong's contrast for righteous learning to get you to follow their way. Even using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons against us that don't know. Because we should remember, as the seer said, the best is already here. We're just waiting, waiting for the rest to come so we can give them help, not hope. As I said, hope is a dangerous situation. But help is a way for correct guidance. This is why we welcome and thank all of you for attending our live broadcasts. Because we do this to remind you that the non-righteous job is to lead you astray. Like the man I spoke of that tried to lead the elders, right? Some time ago. But he had lost and confused understanding. So this is here why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of loud bumpy bombs for righteous learning and wrong taught Christianity. Welcoming and thanking all of you for attending our live broadcast of Alphabet's Ministry. Now we come to you live and open to you with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's Word. Connecting the books, your health, and tools that you should keep. Keep in the Sabbath days. And all this is done because you have not. This information that you all have came to seek and have not found that in the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadah. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Not having a class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class. And the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. Last time started at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. There's a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. Until the temple members desire to leave. Also, we have a website address. And to use this on any one of your search engines, on any one of your smart devices, on that search line, type, type tribeyadda.com. That's T-R-I-B-E-Y-H-D-H.com. After you do this, just under a big line, you will see some choices. One will be tithes and offerings. To use this, tithes and offerings, first step is click Donate with PayPal. Step number two is to click send. And the amount you wish to send with a message if you like. And doing this may Yahweh bless you. Also for doing this, remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter ninety six, verse seven and verse eight. Seven says, Give unto the Yahweh for the tendency of the people. Give unto the Yahweh for the strength. Eight, 
Give unto the Allah the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering to come into his courts. And I always remind everyone that when you join us, to remember that Yahweh dwells in your forgiveness. And also, the donations in this ministry is greatly appreciated as you give according to the Bible scriptures that are written in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30, and once again written in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says Yahweh online. Also for building a school, a banquet hall, radio station, and a land to build health booths, we continue to speak up on this program. Also while there, check out our calendar, which is designed to keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Also, we have a live program, which you'll find is a feature that's available during our live broadcast time. This time to use this, type in three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click on it, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Travel Yada. And click the red like button as soon as it appears. You will be right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with that one line. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number. Please call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six anointed camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also, saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you'll only hear the searching click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling the same number, you can order what our members know at the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another reminding note, we'd like to ask, please do not contact the CEDA via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. You might imagine the CEDA will be pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and answering many memos that most of us have seen. But even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please, use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear the spiritual outcome. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can catch the entire recorded show after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Our program time will be repeated after 10.30. And to do this, enter three words on the search line, Yahweh Radio Live. When you click enter, just look for Voices of the Trizolites, Travel of Yadda. Choose the program that you're late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. And you'll find that after and doing our normal broadcast broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Teletalk, which can be logged in by your phone, tablet, or computer, even nowadays your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Teletalk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African-American. Look for Voices of the Truth, like Spavagadah. 
a room will hold 50 or more listening participants. For Yaqua's work will be working for your Bible education and online there to answer the on-the-table topics we discuss. During our podcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, riding a shotgun. However, during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. When the Bible Talk happens to end before teaching time, we will continue teaching on Bible Talk. God will be with you all. But one important thing to remember of our speaking members that when we're given the scriptures to speak by the seer, be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. So knowing this, we have to be very careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible. But remember to make those statements that can be backed up when you read the Bible. So you have to remember also what it tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 7. 7 says, A time to run, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. And our time to speak the words of Yahweh begins now. I'll pass our program back to our seed of Israel and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah. 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 H
your spirit is up, and you're ready to take care of some Yahweh's business, because we, um, we clear about a month. Give me one verse real quick. We clear already, and Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3, and he'll find me um, Luke 12, 12, from our mother. So we clear about Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. Hey, Mother D.F. Israel, what do that say anyway? Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. Romans 12. Uh, what do Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. We got over 900,000 plus on that day, Mother. Go kind of get in that microphone and and make, make it be heard that you for real and some dust ass Yahweh. Your time spent is about Yahweh's day. So what is say whatever we just said? Romans twelve. Romans twelve. Romans twelve. Romans 12 verses one to three. Mm-hmm. Romans twelve, verse one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. By the mercy of Yahweh, that you present your body a living sacrifice, righteous, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh, verse 3. For I say, through the mercy given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as Yahweh has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Thank you, Mother. That's, that's how we got to approach this thing, just like that. Hey, Elder, what do Luke, chapter 12, verse 12, say to Elder? Okay, in the book of Luke, chapter 12, reading verse number 12, it says, for the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's right. And that very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach us, Elder, what we ought to say. Now, I'm going to go back with Mother just for a minute and get a precept. And then help me the eighth chapter of End Time Policy, 1 down to verse 12, waiting on me. Hey, Mother, I'm going to come back with that. I'm going to preach up there because the reason why our reading of service got to be there, because what do what, what did Paul tell the Corinthians, Israel, the Israelites that was old and current? What did he tell them in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, Mother? So we want to preach up what we just got through reading in 12, 1, 2, and 3. So... Let's see what we can get out of in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. Come on in, Moses. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, 
neither have entered into the minds of man the things which Yahweh has prepared for them that love him. Hmm. So he's saying, Mother, so when we when we make statements based upon, you know, well, you know, you know, you know how the economy is, how tight it is, and this way, listen. That's why I say in his book, Paul tells the Corinthians, you haven't seen, you ain't even heard on what he got stored for for them that love him. Uh, you see, you ain't got an idea what in store for you when you love him. Okay? So when we hear him talk about how tight it is and all that's going on, what y'all got in store for those that love him, you, your eyes have not seen it. I don't care what you've seen on that television. And your ears haven't heard what he got stored for them that love him. And mother, let's get let's get a precept on how do you love him? Love. Mm-hmm. Love Jimmy Let's go to thank John chapter fourteen. Chapter fourteen. St. John chapter 14, pick up verse 15 down to verse 24, mother. He said, you ain't got an idea what he got in store for you. And when we hear him, they make statements like this, mother, especially come out of the 6th and camp. Well, you know how tight it is out here. Okay, good. Okay, it's tight out here, huh? But look what Yahweh says. You ain't got a clue what Yahweh got stored for you if you love him. St. John 14, 15 out of verse 24, come up. St. John chapter 14, verse 15 to 24. Read. Yes, ma'am. And it reads, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments, my law. 16, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he might abide with you forever. 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither know him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. 19. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but you see me because I live. You shall live also, verse 20. At that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. 21. He that has my love, commandments, and keep them, he it is that loves me, 
and he that loves me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Verse 22. Judah said, I said, not, not Issachar, Yahweh, oh, carry it. Carry it. Yahweh, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? 23. Yahweh, the son answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our board with him. 24. He that loves me not keepeth not my saying. And the, the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. Mm-hmm. Well, he said, he's not his word. So we listen to the best of them say, well, you know, ah, uh, that's economy is, and this on that side, and that on that side. Yuckwap, he's saying that he don't want making it like that. He, he's trying to show you that you have to make a choice. Get to where you got to get to, you don't have to make a choice. You're going to step up to the plate and help and do your part and just say, Yuckwap, and give it all you got. Or you're going to be the one on the sidelines talking about how tight a company is, is here. Matter of fact, um, well, let's get one more and then we're going to get that uh, eight. Let's see, what he, let's see what he says and 12, 16 a loop behind that. He's going to make a, a statement and loop 12, 16 on those that love to say how tight it is out here. Uh Knowing that the man that the man that made the man have made it tight for you to do one thing, fulfill your obligations and does their job. He wants to make it tight. Fulfill your obligations and does their job. Let's see. Let's see what this what this rich man said, and he used in a parable, mother. 16, 12, 16, verse 20, Luke. The rich man, he's going to use it as a parable. Y'all can use the rich man as a parable. What he said in Luke 12, 16, verse 21. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. Verse 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful, 17. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to restore my fruits, 18. And he said, This will I do. I will pour down my barn and built greater and there will I restore all my fruits 
and my good. 19. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much good laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. 20. But Yahweh said unto him, Thou fool, this night your soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? 21. So is he that lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards Yahweh. We remember Big Dignitary and one of the six anointed caps. All was on his mind is what he was going to do on the time of retirement. That's all was on his mind. I'm going to retire and I'm going to go and build me a great big old house. And my better half, we're going to build a great big old house. And then as soon as we retire, we're going to sit around that great big old house and just Ten and grand, I said. I said, what about the minister? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So souls get close to retirement. You know, Yahweh did for one of the members out of 600 accounts. Struck him dead. You know why he struck him dead? So he said he's the bottom line. You got to make sure one thing, you got to do Yahweh right. So when you look in the mirror and you plan all of what you want to do and retirement age and what you're trying to do, you know one thing he's slapping in on Yahweh's business. The same thing Yahweh don't change. When you got a call on you, the first thing you put first is Yahweh's business. And everything else takes itself after that. Because now, so now we're going to need some end time prophecy elders. You know you got, well, it's 8 1, but read verse 9. To make it sound good and verse nine, what was done on that in Revelation chapter one verse nine? Then we're going to eight one down to verse twelve. Well, what we need now, uh, Elder, is Revelation chapter one verse nine. Let's see what it says. One verse nine. Okay, in the book of Revelation, chapter one, reading verse number nine, it says. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the and in the kingdom and patience of Yahweh the Son, was in the isle that is called Atmos, for the word of Yahweh and for the testimony of Yahweh the Son. Uh-huh. He said he was on the isle of Pablo. He said he was in penitentiary. Yahweh had him locked up, and the devil put him in prison. But he was there to see the word of Yahweh. Sometimes we got to remember one thing. Yahweh is in the business of one, his business first, and whatever you got going on comes back. So John was on the Isle of Patmos in the penitentiary because Yahweh wanted him divine tension, attention. And he put him in a penitentiary. And now we're going to the eighth chapter and see what what he wants John to put in writing for those that think 
that you can keep on half-stepping with Yahweh and doing the way you want to do it. Let's see what you got written in the 8th chapter of 1, down verse 20. Take a time there, young lion. I mean, uh, I mean young lion. Here, let's see. Look at it real carefully. And Revelation chapter 1, 1 down at verse 12. And we see this guy's daughter of Israel. Cut his trumpet and say, See, listen, hey, sir, I'm going to holler in that microphone on Wednesday. Now, that's a great thing. That's what it's all about. So now, here. Let's see what it says in end time prophecy. So now, John was in prison now. He got fired. Take care of some business with him. Get his attention to right. Revelation chapter 8, verse 1 down to verse 12. Take your time here and do your part and then see what John put in right. 1 down to verse 12. Come out. Revelation 8, 1 to 12. Come out. In the book of Revelations, chapter 8, reading verses 1 to verse number 12. Verse number 1 says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour, two. And I saw there were seven angels which stood before Yahweh, and to them were given seven trumpets, three. And another minister spirit came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him such incense, much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altars, which was before the throne. Four. Hold that part. And the smoke. Hold that part, Hill. Hey, hold that part. Read verse 3 again. But well, right now, so you have to be very careful, because the middle spirit say, yes, you read a whole lot of verses. And I and I hear the WCC back there jiggling the wires as we speak. But you just, you, you just, read, you just read a profound statement I want to deal with that in verse 3. Look at verse 3 again, because we know the big digging terror, they're going to jiggle the wire. But verse 3, that's why we got to speak over the wire. Verse 3 again, L, L what's that in verse 3? Verse number 3 says, And another minister spirit came and stood at the altar, having a golden sense. And there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. Mm-hmm. And, and he was going to offer it for all the saints. Now, right there, we're going to pause right there, y'all, because we want to identify so he was making intercession for all of the saints. That's what he was doing. So we don't think we go seek and find daughter Yahweh and and bring her in on stage for tape number three of this brand new series by saying, Daughter of Yahweh. Yahweh be to have seen right. Yahweh bless you, sir, in Israel of Sea Royal. Daughter Yahweh. So we see he come to do your part, and that's a great thing. That's what it's all about. Because uh, i got to get a precept on that. Now, the reason why we're saying that, daughter, and can you help those see out? Because we know 
in the book of in the book of the Maccabees chapter and second Maccabees there, daughter. And second Maccabees chapter two. The reason why we saying this, daughter, in second Maccabees or make it first Maccabees. First Maccabees, Maccabees chapter two. And we're gonna look at verse forty two down to verse number forty eight. Let's see what it says there, uh, daughter of Yahweh, first Maccabees two, forty two down to verse forty eight. Take your time there, daughter, and come on with, with the A game, come on. You say first Maccabees chapter two verses forty two down to forty eight. Forty two. Okay, first Maccabees. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then skip down to verse sixty two to sixty eight. Then skip down to sixty two down to verse sixty eight. Let's make a little meal out of it, dog. Let's make a little meal out of it. So, uh, first Maccabees chapter, chapter 2, verse 42 down to verse 48, and skip down to 62 down to verse 68. I'm on the clock, come on. The, book, the first book of Maccabees, chapter 2, verses 42 to 48, and verses 62 to 68. Verse 42 reads, then came there unto him a company of Assyrians, who were mighty men of Israel, even all such as were voluntarily devoted unto the law. Verse 43. Also all they that fled for persecution joined themselves unto them, and were a stay unto them. Verse 44. So they joined their forces, sinful men in their anger, and wicked men in their wrath, but the rest fled to the heathen, the nation for succor. Verse five, verse forty-five. Then Matthias and his friends went round about and tore down the altar. Verse forty-six. And what children, soever they found within the coast of Israel uncircumcised, those they circumcised. Valiantly. Verse 47. They pursued also after the proud men and the work prospered in their hands. Verse 48. So they recovered the law out of the hand of the Gentiles, the nation, and out of the hand of kings. Neither suffered they, the sinners, to triumph. Verse 62 to 68. Verse 62, hear not then the words of a sinful man, for his honor shall be dung and worm. Verse 63, today he shall be lifted up, and tomorrow he shall not be found, because he is returned into his dust, and his thought is come to nothing. Verse 64, Wherefore, you my, you, my son, be valiant and show yourselves men in the behalf of the law. For by it 
shall you obtain honor. Verse 65, and behold, I know that your brother Simon is a man of counsel. Give ear unto him always. He shall be a father unto you. Verse 66. As for Judas Maccabeus, he hath been mighty and strong, even from his youth up. Let him be your captain and fight the battle of the people. Verse 67. Take also unto you all those that observe the law and avenge you the wrong of your people. Verse 68. Recompense fully the nation And take heed to the commandments of the law Hey, daughter, read verse uh, 64 again there, daughter What does verse 64 say again? The book of Maccabees Chapter 2, verse 54 Which you say 64. Two, verse 64? Yeah. yeah. First Maccabees chapter four. 2, yeah. verse 64. Mm-hmm. Okay, verse 64 reads, Wherefore, you, my son, be valiant and show yourself men in the behalf of the law. For by it shall you obtain honor. Yeah. So we got to show ourselves men and women by the what? The law. That's how you get the attention of Yahweh. We got to show ourselves men and women pertaining to the law, statutes and commandments. That's what Yahweh want here. He want to hear about, well, you know, our tight economy is and all this. No, no, they got nothing to do with nothing. Show yourself a man and woman pertaining to the law. That's just as a command. That's the game changer, see, Ray. So now, it will read that, read that verse again because I don't know if the international side or uh, attention span might be a little low, you So read that verse three again because the words you brought out, and we want to make sure we clear them. Who is he? This letter is addressing. So read that verse again in eight verse three. This is the end time prophecy. John is in prison, and he writes end time prophecy. What did it say? A little more audio in the air. Verse three says what? Revelations chapter eight, reading verse number three. It says, "And another minister spirit came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer." And there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Mm-hmm. So that great big mountain spirit, he was offering his prayers up to the Son and the Father for the saints. So he came before the Son and the Father, Yahweh, and he offered his prayers up for the saints. That's what he did, for the saints. Now, Mother G of Israel, can you tell us biblically 
who is these saints is, in the 50th chapter, verse 5 through 7, then swing right over to 148.14 of Psalms, because we want to be clear. The angels' business is Yahweh's business. They came before Yahweh to pray for the saints. Get the saints a little more time. They're going to get it right. But let's see who is these saints that these angels will have their arms spread all the way out. Arms spread out for the saints. Psalm 50. Let's see what he's saying. Verse 5 and 7. Mother, be help Israel. Come on. Psalm 50. Verse, what verse, verse 5. Stay on down to verse 7. Yeah, stay on down to verse 7. Okay. Get the Lord in chapter 50. Hold on, mother. Let's go see you again in there now. So, what you saying on it? Psalm chapter 50, verse 5 through 7. That's the world here, mother of Camp 1, delivered the knockout blow. Come on. Then go right to 148, 14. And put a precept with it, 148, verse 14. Come on. Psalms 50, verses 5 to 7. Verse 5. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Verse 6. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for Yahweh is judge himself. Verse 7. Oh, yeah, for verse 6. Verse 7. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am Yahweh, even your Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Psalms 148. Mm-hmm. Psalms 148, verse, what verse she told me? 14. You wrote down 14. 14. Then, you wrote, you wrote down 14 then you wrote down 14, mother. I, I, I got it, I got it, Rick. Psalms 148, verse, verse 14. He also exalts the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints. Even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise you, Yahweh. So the people that near unto him in take three, we're doing a brand new series called From Coming to Exile, Biblical and Scholarly Journey of the True Israelite. So the so who is near unto him is Israel. The Israelites. That's who we're near unto him. Now, daughter, uh, let's get a roll call on these children of Israel. Let's get a roll call. Come back to Israel in just a second. Let's get a roll call and let's see is anybody in there named Jew or Hebrew by getting a roll call on the children of Israel, daughter Yahweh. In Exodus chapter 1, 1 down to verse 7. Let's get up. Let's get a roll call. 
on the children of Israel birth certificate, biblically, solidly of the Bible, at 1, 1 down in verse 7. As a matter of fact, y'all, every time you hear your name, get, give me a number of, of how many people you get ready to read of Israel, the Israelites. Israel is the father, the Israelites is how many with a birth certificate in Exodus chapter 1, 1 down to verse 7. Take a time, God, and come up. The book of Exodus, chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Verse 1 reads, Now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Every man in his household and his family came with Jacob. Reuben, verse 2, Reuben, Simeon, Levi. Hold on, hold on, Adonis. Hey, daughter, every name you call, give me a number. Reuben, one. Okay. Now, okay. we're going to okay. edify this national audience about when you're dealing with the children of Israel, the Israelites, they got a birth certificate in order, so we're going to see how many it is by knowing Reuben is one. Come on, daughter. Simeon is two. Levi is three. And Yagdah Judah is four. Verse three. Issachar is five. Zebulon is six. And Benjamin is seven. Verse four. Dan is eight. And Naphtali is nine. Gad is ten. And Asher is eleven. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls. For Joseph was in Egypt already. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So now you just got to mention Joseph's name. And you're going to put a number with that? Mm-hmm. X. X. So there it is up there. So there go your 12 tribes of Israel. And have you noticed on the birth certificate record is nobody named Jew, nobody named Hebrew, huh? So and nobody. So when you identify the children of Israel, you only identify the children of Israel according to the Bible, biblically. They are called Israel. That's what we got. We got Israel. That's what they call now. These are the twelve tribes of Israel. Because dog just count 12. And, and what about the 12 dogs in 49 20? Now, what about the 12 tribes of Israel? What about them in Disney 49 20? See, we got to get, see, once we're in order, we better catch all the fighters. And welcome to the broadcast of Brother E. Edwards. And hope you Elvis did kind of give us a little statement, but he'd be, he be back on the microphone short. So now, um, how many and 12 and 49 and 28? Let's start on how many, again, with a precept, and what all 12 got if they do right? What did they say that dollar? Genesis, 49 and 28 the says what? The book of Genesis, chapter 49, verse 28. Verse 28 reads, And all these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is it that their father spake unto them, 
and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. Mm-hmm. These are the 12 tribes of Israel. That's how you identify the children of Israel. We're going, remember in series, we got a soundly show that the children of Israel can get caught up in a situation. But we'll take care of shortly. Let's go back to our young people, verse 4. We'll take care of shortly. Children of Israel got caught up. See, they had a record, they had a birth certificate, but it got away from them. And we'll find out more after we bring our elder back in in Revelation 8, verse 4. And we might cut in any given time when the ministry to cut in and, and do some precepting on that. We'll find out. Hey, yo, what is it saying? One verse at a time. Uh, Revelation 8, verse 4 says what? Revelation chapter 8, reading verse 4, says, And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before Yahweh out of the minister spirit's hand. 5. And the minister spirit took the incense and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thundering and lightning and an earthquake. Six. And the seven men's of spirits, which had seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. Seven. The first minister spirit sounded, and there was followed hell and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of trees were burnt, was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. Eight. And the second minister spirit sounded as if it was a great mountain burning with fire and was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. Nine. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea had life, died, and the third part of the ships were destroyed. Ten, the third minister spirit sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers, and upon the fountains of waters. Eleven, and the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Twelve. And the fourth minister spirit sounded, and the third part of the sun was smacked, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them were dark. And the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Read verse 11 again, A.O. Verse 12. You dropped up. Come on, Phil, on verse number 811. Third of them read verse 11 again. I think, I think it's something in that verse number 11. Let's see what, what you read out of verse 11 again, A.O. Come on. Okay. Verse number 11 says, And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became wormwood. And many men died 
of the waters because they were made bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, we preach up there and find out what's going on with that. Remember, John is on the Isle of Patmos. He's in prison. John is in prison right this right here. We gotta find out a little bit more what's going on with this uh Yahweh Yahweh. Let's look back track and let's, let's go find out what it says. Um, hey, yo, read me um one verse. Amos three verse seven and Yahweh Yahweh. Give me track and Ezra, and we're gonna look at. Chapter 16, daughter, we're going to pick up 35, and we're going to read till we get our point. So now, John was on the Isle of Patmos. We'll make that chapter 15, verse 40 to 45, and daughter, Yahweh, after hell, read me Amos 3, verse 7. Then, slide right on down to 2 Ezra 16, and we're going to pick up verse 35, and we're going to read till we get our point on that, too. So, now he don't say a whole lot of things in that verse number 11. Wormwood. Like, what is he trying to tell us? That was John was writing. So, what's going on in Amos 3, verse 7, Elder? What's going on we can read for the Nationals? Amos 3, verse 7 says what? Amos chapter 3, reading verse number 7 says, Surely the Yahweh will do nothing, but revealeth his secrets unto his servants, the seers. Uh huh. So the one that know his secrets would be his servant, the seer. So the seer got to do his job as we speak. Sooner or later, you'll recognize the seer in your bit when we unlock this Bible soundly. Before your eyes, those got here here. Now, Charlie Yahweh, in Second Ezra 15, verse 40 down to verse 45, let's see if we take care of this wormwood conversation. Let's find out what's going on in Second Ezra 15, 40 to 45. Charlie Yahweh, deliver. Come on. What's wrong with the microphone there, WCC? I don't hear dog of the Yahweh. Okay, you say 2nd Ezra chapter, 2nd Ezra chapter 15. Oh, why did he write that? Hold on. 2nd Ezra chapter 15, verse 40 through 45. Okay. That's right, Noah. Okay, 2nd Ezra chapter 15, verse 40 reads, that great and mighty cloud shall be lifted up full of wrath, and the stars that they may make all the great and mighty cloud shall be lifted up full of wrath, and the stars that they may make all the earth afraid, and them that dwell therein, and they shall pour out every, over every high and imminent imminent place, and horrible stars. Verse 41, fire and hell and flying swords and many waters that all fields may be full and all rivers with the abundance of great waters. Verse 42, and they shall break down the cities and walls 
and mountains and hills and trees of the wood and grass of the meadows and their corn. Verse 43. And they shall go steadfastly unto Babylon and make her afraid. Verse 44. They shall come to her and besiege her. The star and all wrath shall they pour out upon her. Then shall the dust and smoke go up unto the heavens, and all they that be about her shall bewail her. Verse 45. And they that remain under her shall do service unto them that have put her in fear. So, A.O., so when you were reading 8 verse 11, this word was, remember, John is on the Isle of Pamos in prison. All he, when he was shown the vision about the time to come, all he could write was wormwood. He seen a, a big piece of wood in there that go like a worm. It was like a worm somewhere. He couldn't, but he know that that wormwood was tearing up some stuff. So all he can write in his time, before 96 AD, he was writing down the English story. So he had to put it in writing. That be like a, a wormwood. You know that you see a worm be going off the wood, but what John was was really saying was tearing up some stuff. That was John was right. So now in Sacrament in sixteen thirty five, he judged the traveling the best way he can. So now when John goes to Sacrament Israel, sixteen verse thirty five. You know, take our time to see what's going on here because remember one thing, the Pharaoh's job is to break down the body. See, it's not a law. And so that you recognize the fear is in your midst. And that's why he told you plainly, according to a mother of Israel, I need a precept. So he told you plainly in Isaiah 13 about the fear. He told you something. What he said, we can read, Mother, in the 13 chapter of the book called Isaiah. See, this is another fear. And remember, all the seers got to tell a story and close the book and wait. So in the 13th chapter, verse 1, Mother, of Isaiah, I need 1 down to verse 5. And then Elder, read me 1, verse 12, 11 and 12. 1 down to 5, Mother dear of Israel. The Elder, give me 11 and 12 of that book of Isaiah. See them say something. A ministry of Yahweh will plainly unlock the mysteries of the Bible. And that's why it says plainly that you got to know the truth, and you got to weigh your option up right now. If you're going to step up and do Yahweh's business, or you going to worry about how the economy is going to be? Huh? Well, you know, it's tight out here and all this business. 
Yahweh saying that he want me to type. But Yahweh bring this thing to an end. And that's why John was on the Isle of Patmos. So when you worry about how tight it is in the, on the continent and not understanding Yahweh's word and sensing souls that are weak and feeble, then you have problems with Yahweh in time to come, especially in leadership. Let's see what we got there. Let me read. Who read what? What's the reading of mother in the 13th chapter 1 down to verse 5? Of Isaiah. Bring your A-game. Come on, mother. Isaiah chapter 13, verses 1 to 5. Verse 1. The burden of Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amos, did see. Verse 2. Lift you up a banner upon the high mountain. Exalt the voice, the voice unto them. Shake the head, the head, hand, head, that they may go into the gates of the noble. Verse 3, I have commanded my sacrifice. One, I have also called my mighty ones for my anger. Even them that rejoice in my highness. Verse 4, the noise of a multitude in the mountain, like as a great people, a tum, 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 okay, noise, okay, noise of the kingdom of nations gathered together, Yahweh of hosts, muster the hosts. Of the battle Verse 5 They come from a far country From the ends of heaven Even Yahweh And the weapons Of his indignation To destroy The whole land mm-hmm. So we found out So we found out that um, What we supposed to be doing According to what Mother just got to reading And um it says in verse 3, I have commanded my sanctified ones. That's some great big old angels. That's who the sanctified ones is. I, I have also called my mighty ones for my anger. That's some great big angels. Even them that rejoice in my hiding. See? So he's saying that um, he's going to loose these great big old angels. He said, what we're supposed to be doing is, and he said, that we're supposed to, in verse 2, lift up the battle unto the high mountain, exalt the voice, and shake the hand. You know, you know how you exalt your voice and you shake the, shake the bang at them? He said, you got to shake the bang at these people to let them know. Because we're going to shake the bang on these big dignitaries. And and at verse number two, that they may know that they may go into the gates of the nobles. His word is getting to the gates of the nobles not. It's getting to the gates of the nobles not. But we gotta be able to soundly take care of this business because Yahweh got business to take care of, like the spirit got to deliver the knockout blow, but it ain't no novel. You gotta know how to put this thing together. 
Then I held him. Mr. Tibbs, get down to verse number 10. And I'll tell you what, if you make it sound good, Elder, let's see what we got in verse number 6. We're going to look at 6, Elder, all the way down to verse number 11. Because he's he telling Isaiah some big business to fear. So let's see what's going on, Elder, in 6 down to verse number 11. What's going on, Elder? Come on. Where's I the WCC? Well, we 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 know, but well, we know the big bigger church. Don't just they gonna jiggle the wives, no doubt about it. But we are gonna tie this thing in on six down to verse eleven. Hey, yo, what is saying? Verse six down to verse eleven. Come on. Reading verses six to verse eleven. Six says, "How I gave for the day of the aqua is at hand. It shall come as a destruction." from the Almighty. Seven. Therefore shall all hands be faint, and every man's mind shall melt. Eight. They shall be afraid, things, and sorrow shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. Nine. Behold, the day of the Yaqua cometh cruel both with wrath and fierce anger to the lay the land desolate and he shall destroy the sinners therefore out of it 10 for the stars of heaven and the consolations thereof shall not give their light the sun shall be darkened and his going forth and the moon shall not cause her light to shine 11 I will punish the world for their evil and wicked, for the evil and the wicked, for their iniquity, I will cause the arrogance of the proud to cease, and will lay low the haughtiness of the throat. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, read verse nine again, Elvis. What did verse nine say again, Elvis? Verse number nine says, "Behold." The day of the Aqua cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anchor, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners, therefore, out of it. So when he coming, Elder, according to what you just got to read in verse 9, he coming to destroy the sinners. That's what we coming to destroy. He coming cruel, both with wrath, and he coming to destroy the sinners. So now we got a precept there to find out um, what is the biblical definition of sinner. So now we got to examine ourselves. Is we, because he's saying he coming to destroy the sinner. Did we did we read that right? Read again, it'll make sure the national audience understands that when he do come, he coming to do something to who, according to verse 9. A little more audio, here. Make it plain for the national audience. When he do come. He come and take care of some business on who again in verse 9? Verse 9 says, Behold, the day of the Yaqua cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate. He shall destroy the 
sinners. Therefore, out of it. So now we clear that when Yahweh is coming, who he's looking forward to for first is the sinner. Now, what is the biblical definition of a sinner that we can read? So he coming to destroy the sinner. It ain't about your color or what tribe you're from, whatever. It got nothing to do with none of that. When the Almighty comes, he's coming to destroy the sinner. That was read. So what is the Bible definition of a sinner in 1 John 3, verse 4? What is the Bible definition of a sinner? So now you, you take the mirror and put it before you. If Yahweh said when he, when he comes, he's going to destroy the sinner. Now put the mirror before you and see what side you on when Elder read 1 John 3, verse 4 on the right side. So we know we're coming. And daughter Yahweh, we know, we know you're holding something over here in second book of Ezra 35. We, we know about that. But put a marker there and have me the 47th chapter of Isaiah 1 down to verse 13. I need the preacher. I knew we would want to go one direction. But the Almighty Spirit said, yeah, fear. But I want you to do what I tell you to do. I want some 47, 1 through 13 coming after some of this good read. Just find out exactly what he's saying in, uh, in 1 John 3, verse 4. Hey, what do you mean by he coming to destroy the sinner when he comes? 1 John 3, verse 4. Come on. In the book of 1 John. Looking at chapter 3, reading verse 4, says, Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law, for his sin is the transgression of the law. I'll read that again. I'm just taking time. We ain't nobody in no hurry. We just want to make sure they hear clear. We clear that the told us fear that when I do come, fear, you make sure you got it right. I'm coming to whom I whoop first is the sinner. I'm going to whoop the sinner. Now we're going to get the biblical definition of a sinner. Take your time and look at First John three verse four again. Elvin, deliver your part. Come on. First John, reading chapter three, verse number four. You know, 1 John chapter 3, verse number 4 says, Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law. For, for sin is the transgression of the law. Uh-huh. So the biblical definition of sin is breaking his laws, statutes, and commandments. So if you're not keeping his laws, statutes, and commandments, look in the mirror. If he came today, guess what? Is he going to get you? Is he? We know what we know why he's coming, and we know when we read Amos three verse seven, he'll do nothing but reveal his secrets unto his servants to fear. So he told Isaiah to write, "When Yahweh do come, who he come to get is the the one that breaks the law, that's in the commandment. 
That's the first one he going to get. Get him with what, Elder? Romans 6.13. He going to get him with what? The Bible precept at that and Romans 6.13, 6.23, let's find out what he going to get you with. He said when he comes, he comes cruel, both with wrath. And I'm going to get the sinner with what? Paul was invited. He was over there in Rome. He was put. He was speaking to Israel, the Israelites that was in Rome. And and so we got a verse in Romans six twenty three. And what did it say to him? Let's see what he gonna get him with. And Romans six twenty three. Okay, taking notes here. So, in Romans six chapter six verse twenty three says. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of Yahweh is eternal life through Yahweh the Son, our Yahweh. So when he come and get you, the the, the destruction he's going to put on you is death. If you're not keeping the laws, statutes, and the commands, you worry about your present situation. And you worry about, well, the economy is this and how bad it is and uh, I can't get, do what I want to do. Okay, good. So if he came today, what part did you play according to him? Would, would you play the part of, hey, Mother D.F. Israel, Mother D.F. Israel, would you be a um, 25-21 of uh, Matthew? Let's find out. Hey, Mother D.F. Israel, what is saying 25, 21 of Matthew? So it's up to you. So you can sit there and let the economy all where, you know, the ends they need right, how bad it is out here. Okay, good. Well, let's see what he says in 25, 21 of the book of Matthew. What is saying that, Mother D.F. Israel? Matthew, chapter 25. Verse 21, his, his Yahweh said unto him, Well done, thou art good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou unto the joy of your Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So what? So if he came today on the international side, what what would you receive? Would you receive a well done, my good and faithful servant, come on into this kingdom, or would you receive the death for not keeping the law, death, and command? That's up to you. Either you put Yahweh first, but you never know that mother getting ready to read in Saint John seven verse six. Mother put the precept there in St. John 7, verse 6. Then Mother's going to go right over to 1 John 3, 22. Then we're going to get back to God. So it's up to you to understand one thing. Do you got an idea when Yahweh is coming? But guess what? The only one got an idea when Yahweh is coming of Daughter Yahweh is in Revelation 10, verse 7. Guess what? You know the only one got an idea 
when Yahweh was coming. John was in prison, and he wrote down what the angel told him. Do you know the only one got an idea when Yahweh was coming? It's over in Revelation 10, verse 7, and daughter Yahweh going to deliver the knockout blow. What is that, daughter? Revelation chapter 10, verse 7. Verse 7 reads, But in the days of the voice of the seventh ministering spirit, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of the YHWH Yahweh should be finished, as he has declared to his servant, the seer. So, I understand one thing. The closest one to know how this thing is going to unfold is the You can take it away you want to take it. You can hang around your pastors and everything else. And you can keep on talking about, well, the economy is tight and I got to get right and I'm trying to get this. No, 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 no. Look what Mother got written in St. John 7, verse 6. Hey, Mother. D.F. Israel, what you getting ready to harm that microphone in St. John 7, verse 6, saying what? St. John, chapter 7, verse 6. Then Yahweh the Son said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. Always ready. See, you let your time is always ready. If he came right now, where would you go? To the depth or to the fire? Which one? Huh? That's what we've got to tell you, see, right? First John 3, 22, mother. We come at the daughter in that 47 chapter 1 down to verse 13 of Isaiah. The fear is telling you, listen, take this word of Yahweh most seriously. And I'm saying you've got a fear in your midst. It's showing you what the Bible is saying. It's up to you to make a definite call to the Bible. If you keep on making a definite call to this world, you tell you now and you're going to lose. And it's going to be a gruesome death if, you, if you're not found keeping the laws, statutes, and the commands. First huh? John 3, 22, what is that? The mother, be of Israel, what is that? First John. Chapter 3, verse 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments, his laws, his statutes, and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ask me something? But make sure one thing when you ask me. Are you keeping the law, statutes, and commandments? Because we got somebody else that's also in the blessing business. We got somebody in the blessing business. Uh, darling, before you read that 47 chapter, 1 through 13, we got somebody in the blessing business now. So pay him no never mind. But in Luke chapter 4, 5 down to verse 7, we got somebody else that's in the blessing business also. So, uh, you can be skinning and grinning, trying to make your ends meet in the world, and you forget about what that somebody else in the blessing business too. His blessing is temporarily, but in Luke chapter four, five through seven, a daughter Yahweh 
And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right blessed are the dead which die in the YHWH Yahweh from henceforth. Yeah, said the Spirit, that they may rest from their labor, and their works do follow them. Verse 14, And I looked and beheld a white cloud, and upon the cloud one set like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. Verse 15, And another ministering spirit came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time is come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Verse 16, And he that sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Verse 17, and another ministering spirit came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. Verse 18, and another ministering spirit came out from the altar, which had power over fire. And cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. Verse 19, And the ministering spirit thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of the YHWH Yahweh. Verse 20. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even unto the horse's bridle. By the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. He said the blood was 200 miles up to the horse's bridle. So you, you sure remember, remember we come to get, he come to get the sinner. So the sinner's blood is going to be for 200 miles up to the horse's wife. That what kind of killing he's going to do. He's going to do some killing. According to John at the Isle of Pamos, he's going to be killing the sinner. It's not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments that the preacher tell you is done away with. He's going to be killing up to the horse's wire, it's going to be for 200 miles. Huh? 200 miles of blood. 200 miles. You know, 200 miles from where we at right now, that's a long place. Where have you at right now? Imagine 200 miles up to the horse's wire, the blood. And guess where the blood going to be? The one that's not keeping the law, statutes, and the commandments. John on our promo is talking about this. So now back up, darling, and look at verse 6. Because if the words don't get you to tighten up, then it's nothing. It's going to make you tighten up. It's up to you. But the sin of God is to let you know 
what Yahweh are going to do and who we going to get first. And he didn't mention nothing about no color, did he? He's going to get the center. And what is the center? Those that do not keep the law, statutes, and the commandments. If you're not keeping the law, statutes, and the commandments, you are sinner. And you're on Yahweh's book for the death. You got one option to do. It's up to you. Back up to the back of read verse six. Because I want I want to hear that again in verse six and take it out of verse eleven. Six out of verse eleven, daughter Yahweh, the look. The book of Revelation, chapter 14, verse 6 through 11. Verse 6 reads, And I saw another ministering spirit fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting covenant, to teach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, and kindred, and tongue, and people. Verse 7, saying with a loud voice, fear YHWH Yahweh and give honor to him. For the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. Verse 8, and there follows another ministering spirit saying, Babylon. Is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Verse 9, and the third ministering spirit followed them, saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand. Verse 10. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of the YHWH Yahweh, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the righteous ministering spirit and in the presence of the Lamb. Verse 11. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. That big talk. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6, verse 6 reads, And I saw another ministering spirit fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting covenant to teach unto them that dwell on earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Mother, be of Israel. What is this everlasting covenant 
What are you talking about? What is this? You mean John on the Isle of Patmos? And he's writing about an everlasting covenant? What is this everlasting covenant, mother, that we can read? What is an everlasting covenant? Let's see if we find these up there. You mean the, the covenant is everlasting and, and we've been told that the covenant you ain't got to keep the covenant because we're up on a grace. And when you precept the grace, we find out that's a total different ball game for mother. We're talking about an everlasting covenant. And I want to see what is he talking about, what covenant that we can read, Mother B of Israel. And don't have that 47, 1 down in verse 13 waiting on me. But I want to kind of pause to see what is this everlasting covenant? I need to know. You know, I'm struggling right now. So I need to know. So I can make sure I've done my part that John was writing about an everlasting covenant. So in 34 verse 10, Mother, of Exodus, we can get an idea of what is the everlasting covenant is by precept and the Bible. We go on to 34 verse number 10 because John was told by the angel that the covenant is everlasting. That means it's not done away with. So what covenant is he talking about, mother? And 34 verse 10 and 27 and 28. If he's talking about extra, 34 verse 10, 27 and 28. What is the everlasting covenant that's not done away with? Because the angel says it's not done away with. And we know we read Matthew 12, 31, 32, 36, 37. See, if you blaspheme against the angel, you ain't got nothing coming in this world or the world to come. So if your preacher tell you the covenant is done away with you, you ain't got to keep no law, statutes, and commandments, he'll already dug himself a seat in a make a fire, and guess what? You on the way with him, too. Because the angel said the covenant is an everlasting covenant. And Mother D of Israel get ready to read. And 34, verse 10, and 27, 28, what is the everlasting covenant? Come on, mother. Exodus, chapter 34, verses 10, verse 27, and verse 28. Verse 10 reads, and he said, Behold, I have made a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation, and all the peoples among which thou art shall see the works of Yahweh, for it is a terrible thing that I will do with you. Verse 27. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Write you these words, for after the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant 
with you and with Israel. Verse 28. And he was there with Yahweh 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tablets the words of of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Ain't that something? And, and, and we go to just they tell you, you ain't got to keep the everlasting covenant or everlasting. That means it's over. When after our Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross, you say, say, you ain't got to keep no law, that and commandment, because he done all for us. But the angel said, covenant is an everlasting covenant. I wonder who will be right in judgment day. I wonder if your preacher going to be right, or is the angel going to be right that got the first-hand message from the the son and the father to bring down to John that the covenant is everlasting. So now, but I got to hold that point, daughter. I got to bring up a verse and find out something in the book of Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through 9, daughter Yahweh. See, then go to the third chapter of the same book, 1, 2, and 3. So I got to find out who I did. Let's see what is going on, daughter. So, Mr. Spiritual, yeah, I know you're going to Isaiah 47, 1 down at verse 13, but you need to pause and look at what Paul was sent according to um, Galatians 1, 15, 16. He was raised from the womb. This thing is Galatians 1, 6 through 9. Then he said something else um, in 3 verse 1. I think it's 3 verse 1 of Galatians 3 1, but I'm on Galatians 1 6 through 9. Then I'm on Galatians 3 1 only, daughter. of Yahweh. What is it saying, Galatians 1 6 through 9? The book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 6, verse 6 through 9. Read. Verse 6, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of YHWH, the son of YHWH, the father, unto another covenant. Verse 7, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the covenant of Y-H-W-H, the son of Y-H-W-H, the father. Verse 8, but though we are, we are an ministering spirit from heaven, teach any other covenant unto you than that which you have been taught, which we have taught unto you, let him be a curse. Verse 9, as we said before, so say I again, I now again. If any man teach any other covenant unto you than that you have received, let him be a curse. The book of Galatians. You mean, well, hold on, Let me just say something. You mean if somebody teach other than you don't have to keep the law, that's an, an commandment. Let let him or her be a what, daughter? 
be a what? A courage. If anybody that stands and you go on and minister and worship with that fellow or that, and they keep any other thing than keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, you said, let them be a curse. Yeah. I was just saying, let them be a curse. Yeah. If you're not going to keep the covenant, and somebody teach you ain't got to keep the covenant no more, he said, let them be a curse. He said it twice. Matter of fact, you better read that again. You better read Galatians and bring it out a little bit better, that daughter. One six two nine again. He just made a plan. He said, he I don't care if they came from heaven. And they tell you, you ain't got to keep the law, statutes, and commandments. Let them be a curse. Oh, here's the fear of making this up. Galatians 1, 6 through 9 again. Come on, daughter. The book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Verse <laughs> 1, verse 6 reads, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you the grace of the YHWA, the son of YHWA, the father, unto another covenant. Okay. Okay. Verse 7. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the covenant of YHWH, the son of YHWH, the father. Verse 8, but though we, or a ministering spirit from heaven, teach any other covenant unto you than that which we have taught unto you, let him be a curse. Verse 9. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man teach any other covenant unto you, then that you have received, let him be a curse. Now that's plain. That's Paul. That makes it plain. So if I go to Second Corinthians 11, verse 4, what, what are we supposed to do behind that up? Y'all, y'all, y'all with the precepts. If we go to Second Corinthians 11, verse 4, then we go to Galatians 3, verse 1. So now, he says, if anybody teach you other than keeping law, statutes, and commandments on the right side of the book, let them be a curse. So that, that pastor you stand before you, do we tell you uh, you ain't got to keep the Sabbath day? You ain't got to keep uh, the feast days? You can eat all that your mouth can get you on as long as you pray over the hog. Do we tell you that? You can eat all the hog you, you, you can get your mouth on as long as I pray over it for you. Do we tell you that? The Bible says, let him be a curse because the 11th chapter of Leviticus tell you, don't eat no hogs and don't touch it. But the preacher said he's going to pray over it and make it eatable. Right? So you see what's going on? But the Bible says, let him be a curse. So, so who you going to believe? The Bible? Or you going to believe your overseer? Second Corinthians 11, verse 4, what it say, dog? The book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 4. 
Verse 4 reads, For if he that cometh teacheth another, Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, whom we have not taught, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another covenant, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Hmm. What, what do you mean by bear with him? What does that mean? He said, now, if somebody bring you something totally different, you got to bear with him. What is, what is he trying to tell him? Let's go to the book of uh, Jude 1, verse 3. Uh, daughter, what, is, what is he saying here? He says, we have not accepted yet might well bear with him. What is he trying to tell him, daughter? Let me go to Jude 1, verse 3. Let me get an idea what he's trying to tell him. Jude 1, 3. Come on. The book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 3. Verse 3 reads, Beloved, when I have all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the covenant which was once delivered unto the saints. You know what the word contend means. That means you got to hit somebody in the mouth. If somebody tells you not that the covenant done away with, you got to contend with him. You got you to gotta take that stuff down. You got to say, hey, look, Mr. Preacher, I'll give you my time formation, and you tell me I ain't got to keep no covenant no more. I got to contend with you now. I got to, like James Brown said, I got to deal with you because you're going to get me cut off and you already going to be cut off. He said, what do you mean by you got to bear with him? That means you got to contend with him. That means you got to go to war with him to tell you you ain't got to keep no laws. He said, you got to contend with that. That means you got to take that down. Whatever way, even you have to um, catch him out, balance and pistol whoop him. If you got any little ones, you pistol whoop your little ones to make sure they're on the couch somewhere laying down with a knot on their head instead of losing their life. And when they ask you, why do you pistol whoop me? Whoop me. You go ahead old Lucky sitting on in the corner and say, Lucky, keep an eye out in this case. You want to get upset. And you take care of if you raise his voice too loud. I'm trying to save your life. You trying to save your life, see you You got a preacher to stand before you and tell you you ain't gotta keep no law that and commandments. You gotta means you gotta take that stuff down. By any means necessary. Because your life is on the line. That's what he just said. Now, in three verse one. Somebody says that we can read my daughter of Yahweh, Galatians 3.1. Hey, daughter, 3 verse 1. Daughter of Yahweh. What is it saying 3 verse 1, daughter of Yahweh, Galatians? Okay. Galatians, the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 1. Verse 1 reads. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, 
before who uh, whose eyes the Y H W H the Son of Yahweh the Father have been evidently set forth, crucified, hanged among you. Now he comes to the Galatians. But guess where the Galatians is? The children of Israel, the Israelites, that's over there in Galatians. What he call them? What he called in three verse one, he looks from eyeball to eyeball. The Galatians over there, he talking about. Now, now look at them. Look at a lot of these things. Say, what you mean the Galatians is Israelite? See, that's why we tell you, see, Roy, you got to learn this Bible because you had a game sales always because in your mind the Galatians is those of another nation. That's what your mind thinks. But when Mother G of Israel precepted that back to Galatians, chapter 1, verse 2, it tells a total different story. Hey, Mother G of Israel, see, if you want to know who the Galatians is, let's see what he said who the Galatians is. And 1, verse 2. Let's see what Paul talking to over there in Galatians. 1, verse 2. What is that, Mother? And four. One, verse two, and four. Galatians. Hold on, Galatians. Hold on, brother. Hold on. See if you're talking. He'll tell you when to take off. He want to get this statement in and build up real good. So you see, when you see the big dignitary say, well, the Galatians is, uh, no, we know we're the land today. They look, they are another people. But according to the Bible, we go on and get the detective work on who the Galatians is by doing the detective work by looking at Galatians chapter one, verse two, and verse four. Let's see what say that mother. Galatians chapter one, verse two and four. Galatians chapter one, verses two and verse four. Verse two. And all the brethren which are with me unto the church of Galatia, verse 2, 3, who gave himself for our sins. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Two you read verse 2, now read verse 4. Verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of Yahweh and our Father. Mm-hmm. But, but he said, Mother, um, in verse 2, to all the brothers which are with me unto the church that's at Galatians. So all yeah. the brothers that win him, so who are these brothers that win that he writes about? Let's go to Romans chapter 9, 1 through 5, and see if you can find out what, what, what he's talking about. See, when you preach up your Bible, we better find out what he's talking about when you read about, he called them foolish Galatians. Let's see what he's talking about um, when you preach up your Bible, mother, the brother that's with him. Let's see what talking about in Romans chapter 9, 1 down to verse 5. Mother, the 
of Israel. But it says you can read in Romans 9, 1 down to verse 5. Romans chapter 9, verses 1 to 5. Verse 1. I say the truth, and Yahweh the Son, I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the righteous spirit. Verse 2. That I have great heaviness and continue sorrow in my mind. Verse 3. For I would wish that myself were a curse from Yahweh's son for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Verse 4. Who are Israelites to whom pertaineth the adoption and the, the greatness and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of Yahweh and the promise. Verse 5, who, who are the fathers and of whom are concerning the flesh, Yahweh the son, Cain, who is over all. Yahweh bless forever. Hallelujah. So um, these brothers that he was talking over there in Galatians, mother, according to the ninth chapter, these brothers was um, that, that he was talking to, mother, in 9, verse 4, they were too, mother. Read verse 9, verse 4. And tell me what brothers was he talking to in 9 verse 4. What it says 9 verse 4? Romans 9 verse 4. Who yeah. are Israelites? Who are Israelites? To whom pertaineth the adoption and the greatness and the covenants and the giving of the law. And the oh. service. So he was letting the Galatians know the Galatians really, they was who, mother? I mean, I know they was up on the banner called Galatians. They're like, we're on the banner called African Americans. And the Northern team up on the banner called whatever. But we found out that uh, he was talking to the one that was over in Galatians. That was what, mother? According to the Israelite. 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 How do you spell that, mother? Spell that Israelite they got in that book. That way you talk to spell it. I-S-R-A-E-L-I-T-E-S. Oh. Yeah, right there. So you're talking to the true Israelite. That was in Galatians. So you see, you got two Israelites. That's the name of this uh, part three series. It's about the journey of the two Israelites. So we found that two Israelites was over there in Galatians. Two Israelites was over there. He was telling them that they position if they come back to this covenant, the true Israelites. So we see where Israel, it's about the Israelites. So when we read um, uh, Mother. So when we read, when we go to uh, 
Corinthians, mother. And we go to Corinthians chapter 10, mother, and look at verse number one. With that understanding, when Paul went to the book, people of Corinthians, and 10 verse 1, what are you saying here, mother? 10 1 of Corinthians. First or second? First Corinthians 10 1 there, Mother D of Israel. 10 1. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Moreover, brother, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all your fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Well, hold on, mother. Hold on, mother. It says all of our fathers. Now, he put himself with them. He said that all, how all Israelite. 
of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. So when he was coming, we was over there and, and current and talking to Corinthians, them Corinthians was was what? Because he said, I will follow them. So them Corinthians was what again, mother? And said that word what the Corinthians was that Paul was visiting and current. Said that word that Paul was visiting and said he and they are what, mother? What word you going to say it was Israelite. Spell it. No. Spell it for the national. How do you spell Israelite, mother, according to 11 verse 1? Oh, yeah. 11 verse 1. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. 11 verse 1. Okay. How do you spell the Israelite? The two Israelites of the Bible, according to 11 verse 1. For Paul says in Corinthians, okay. I will Bible. So 11 I, verse 1, go ahead. I-S-R-A-E-L-I-T-E, Israelite. Israelite. So Paul is telling the Corinthians that I will Bible. So, so Paul was talking to who over there in Corinth called Corinthians? The Israelites that was there. So when you're reading the book of Corinthians, those that learn to understand, that's Paul talking to the Israelites that's in that city, over there in Europe. The Israelites is over there in Corinth because he told us plainly, hey, daughter Yahweh, I'm in this L graph here. Um, daughter uh, L. He, he made it plain in 32, 26, something's going to happen to you, people. Let's see what he, what he made in the 1400s. There are uh, And Deuteronomy 32, 26, he said something to Moses in the 1400s. I want to have it came to pass right now. What he said in 32, 26? Of the book of Deuteronomy. Okay, in the book of Deuteronomy, looking at chapter uh, 32, reading verse number 26. 32, 26 says, I said, I would scatter them into corners. I would make them Remembrance of them to cease from among men. Hmm. He said, I'm going to scatter them and call them. I'm going to make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. So you see why they was called Corinthians, like you call African Americans, Negroes, colored, Hispanic, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Cuban. You call it everything now. That ain't your birth certificate name. Hmm? That's not your birth certificate name. But he said it's going to happen to you. Huh? I wonder why it's going to happen to you. Hey, uh, please have to find out why it's going to happen to him in 28, 47 down to verse 10. Why would it going to happen to the peoples of the book? 
He said, you're going to lose your name. Read verse uh, 28, 37. Just get wrong, though. You know? What it says in 28, 37, what it said first. Then we'll skip down to 47, down to verse 50. Let's see what Moses I was told. I was still in Deuteronomy. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, hold on, hold on. We're going to kind of lay it in, lay the dramatic part of it in. So it's in the 1400s. And the angel told Moses to put this in writing, what going to happen to these people in 2837. What do you say going to happen to them in time to come? 2837. Where's that out? Elder, look at In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, reading verse 37, says, And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, whether the Yahweh shall lead thee. You see that? He said, You're going to become a Thy word and a proverb among all nations that Yahweh gonna lead you. Hey, put a marker there and go to go to the seer and say about who gonna be in all nations that Yahweh gonna lead him by reading nine verse nine of eight. Come on back, you know. Let's find out who he's talking to because he right now if you go into the Texas agency today and say, well, I'm looking for. Uh, I want you to put a church me somebody. I think they backdoing me. And uh, they'll say, okay, well, who is it? Give me something to work with. Well, I ain't give you nothing to work with. What? You don't give me nothing to work with. Well, how can I find out who the who is? See, it's just the same thing about this Bible. You just can't jump down the Bible and be reading the who's and the what, and you got to have a name. He's going to cause you to disappear from geography. Nobody will know who you are. But what's he talking to? He's going to and precept that to Amos 9, verse 9, and find out who is he going to scatter to all nations. We're going to Amos 9, verse 9. That's all we got to do and find out who he's talking about. We're talking about else. 9, verse 9. In the book of Amos, chapter 9, reading verse number 9, it says, for lo, I will command, and I will sift the family of Israel among all nations, like as corn is sifted and a sleeve. You shall not, you shall not, the least grain fall upon the earth. He said, "I thought you were gonna be in every nation of the sun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna know, I'm gonna know who you are, and I'm gonna let the field know who you are too." He said, "But, but." So that's talking about the children of Israel. It's going to be in all nations, and they're going to disappear from geography in the name. And that what happened today? Should they call themselves now? Corinthians, Galatians, uh, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Cubans, Negroes, Jamaicans. So that's how the young said. You see that? So that don't came to pass right now. So now he got to send, now he got to do something, um, Dr. Yahweh. Before you read that 47 to 50, he got he to do something in the book of Jeremiah, Dr. Yahweh. He got to do something. Let's see what the book says he got to do. 
in the book of Jeremiah. You got to do something, daughter Yahweh. So what's got to happen now? We got to find out what's got to happen that we can read, daughter of Yahweh. He said, um, you want to feast before men. So in the 16th chapter, daughter, look what he said to Jeremiah the fear, daughter of Yahweh. He made a profound statement to the fear in the 16th chapter, verse 13. And we're going to read all it out of verse 21. We're going to learn something all the way to learn something. So you see, uh, people have been scattered. And that's the children of Israel. But he said, he told Jeremiah, it's something he's going to do. And the daughter of Yahweh is going to let us know what's going to happen in Jeremiah 16, 13 down to verse 21. Let's find out what he's talking about. Daughter of Yahweh, Jeremiah 16, 13 out of 21. The look. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 16, verses 13 through 21 verse 13 reads therefore will i cast you out of this land into a land that you know not neither you nor your father and there you serve other yahweh day and night where i will not show you favor hold that thought hold that thought dog wait a minute yes. he said when you get to wait a minute dog hold on you don't got happen now he said that when you get to these land, he's going to do what with us? He will not show us. He will not you show us. You see what's going on with him? He said when you get to where you, where you get to by being disobedient to him, right? I ain't going to show you no favor. And you go to every church you go to, everybody down on their knees crying like this. 5,000 members everywhere down there crying. He said, I ain't showing you no favor. Because you're there on the wrong day. Huh? You're on the wrong day? You do you get there? I ain't going to show you no faith. Now, hold that dog. Put him out there, dog. Let's back up to Exodus. Let's find out again. But once upon a time ago, he did. Right now, he's not showing you no faith. Let's back up, dog. I want to put him out there, dog. It's the 11th chapter of the book of Exodus, dog. And we want to find out once more time ago, he wasn't talking like that. I wonder why he's talking like that now. I mean, he said once upon a time ago, you wasn't talking like that, Yahweh. But what we're hearing now, something different. Let's see if we find out what's going on there, dog. We're going to extra chapter 11, and we're going to pick it up at verse number 3. three and... Um, Three and verse number seven. What it say in three and verse seven? What it say? The book of Exodus, chapter eleven, verse three and verse seven. Verse three reads, "And the YHWH Yahweh gave the people favor in the sight of the Mizraimites. Moreover." The man Moses was very great in the land of Mizraim, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. 
Verse 7. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that you may know how that the YHWH Yahweh do put a difference between the Mizraimites and Israel. So you see, you got people talk about you like the Mormons. They talk about the children of, of the book, the Israelites came out of hand. See, that's, see, that's bad people. It's a difference between the sins of Ham and the sins of Shem, but it's not color-wise. It's a difference between understanding. That's what he's saying. A different, I mean, a difference between, but not color-wise. But the children of Israel, they differ between the sons of Ham they're called the Africans, not color-wise, but understanding the word of Yahweh. He, he told them in verse 3, he going to do what with them in verse 3? Against the African-Americans, or called the sons of Ham. He said he going to do what in verse 3, daughter? The Yahweh gave the people sight, favor in the sight of the Mizraimites. You see that? Good. So he said, once on time ago, you had the favor. What happened? I mean, once on time ago, he gave you the favor. Then what, you, what did you do? Well, you're not having his favor. He said, now, show Jeremiah, when I deliver you up, I'm not going to give you no favor. What did you do, children of Israel? Hey, what did they do? And against thee, 
from afar and of the earth, as swift as the eagle flyeth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. 50. A nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of old, nor show favor to the young. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and mother, they so said it's going to happen to you. And who, who we talking about in 11 verse 12 of Isaiah? Hey, mother, who we talking about, mother? Isaiah 11 verse 12. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 12. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. My, my, my. So the one that he was going to scatter is going to be, again, children of Israel, the Israelites. So the one that wasn't no Hebrews scattered, wasn't no Jews scattered. What was scattered was Israel, the Israelites, the ten northern tribes, and the southern kingdom of Israel. So this, this book ain't got nothing to do with no Jews being scattered nowhere or no Hebrews being scattered. We just find who was scattered. Well, Israel, ten northern tribes, and Judah, the two tribes, make the trail. Huh? So that one was scattered. So so a lot time to get this right. See, when you call yourself a Jew or a Hebrew, that was the arbitrary section against your birth certificate that's in Exodus chapter 1, 1 down to verse 7. That's a byword and a proverb. To you, Israel, the Israelite, sit down. So as a process of time went on, so Yahweh had to do something. He said, uh, daughter, he said, now, I'm not going to give you no favor. So I wonder what happened. So what he got to do now to get back in his favor? Now, back to daughter Yahweh and, and Jeremiah 16, verse 13. Again, I got to hear it again. So what will happen? The children of Judah and the children of Israel, Yahweh said, I'm not going to give you no favor when I do this to you. So, you know, you started whining and talking about, well, I got to make it in me. I got to do this. I'm going to tell you why. But it's something he said he's going to do. And you might be hearing it now. Let's find out. Back to uh, 16, 13 again. That was 6 out of verse 21. Probably I'll be quiet all the way and enjoy this good reading. Come on. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 16, verse 13 through 21. Verse 13 reads, Therefore will I cast you out of this land into a land that you know not, neither you nor your father, and there shall you serve idols day and night where I will not show you favor. Verse 14, Therefore, behold, the days come, said the YHWH Yahweh, that it shall no more be said, the YHWH Yahweh liveth, that brought up the children of Israel out of 
the land of Mizraim. Verse 15. But the YHWH Yahweh liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the land whether he had driven them. And I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their father. Verse 16. Behold, I will send for many fishers, said the YHWH Yahweh, and they shall fish them. And after, I will send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the hole of the rock. Verse 17, for mine eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hid from my face. Neither is their iniquity hid from my eyes. Verse 18, and first I will recompense their iniquity and their sins double because they have defiled my land. They have filled my inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable things. Verse 19. O YHWH my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction, the nations shall come unto you from the end of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. Verse 20. Shall a man make Yahweh unto himself, and they are no Yahweh? Verse 20. Therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might. And they shall know that my name is the YHWH Yahweh. Girl, you got a whole lot of good stuff up in there. So, this, so all this about, he wants the people of the book to know what God in that last line in 21, what do you want the people of this book to know? The 12 tribes of Israel. What, what do you want them to know, daughter, last line of that, 21? That his name is the YHWH Yahweh. How many letters is that? Four letters. Four letters. I want you to know, Sarah. I want you to know that his name is Yahweh. Y-H-W-A. Not Lord, not God, not Jesus, not Jehovah, not Allah. He wants you to know in 12 tribes of Israel, his name is some four letters. Yahweh. He said, but he said, but all the way that got to happen, he got to do something. And verse 15, 16, daughter. He said, all the way that's going to happen, he got to do something. What do you got to do with that, daughter, in 15 and 16? The book of Jeremiah, chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. 
Verse 15 reads, but the YHWH Yahuwah liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands whither he had driven them. And I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Verse 16, behold, I will send for many fishers, said the YHWH Yahuwah, and they shall fish them. And after will I send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the holes of the rock. So he said he got sent some fishermen for you, see, right? I wonder what these fishermen he's sending to you. Uh, and, and, and a fisherman's even sent to you, and they're going to be talking about, you need to know his name. Whole letter, by H-W-A. That's the fisherman he's going to send to you. Even if you had a whole little rock, they're supposed to drop a King James Bible book down to you and say his name is Yahshua. Y-H-W, you might be in a hole of rock somewhere. Okay? That's what will happen. And what he said in verse 19? What he said in verse 19, brother? The book of Jeremiah, chapter 16, verse 19. Verse 19 reads, O Y-H-W-H, Yahweh, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction, the nation shall come unto you from the seeds of the earth, from the ends of the earth, and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. Wow. Well, so he said that the nation going to come and they're going to come clean. Uh, it got me some inside prophecy on that, daughter, in um, three verse number nine. It got me some prophecy on that, Revelation three verse nine on that. I mean, I know the angel could not have, that the seal said, we know what they're going to do. You mean they're going to come and say one day up the road that we've been lied to you. We've been, we've been um, telling you his name was Lord God, Jesus, Allah, and Eat Sunday morning, eat hog, eat catfish, eat shrimp. And you mean they're going to come clean? And what if they're going to do, according to the angel telling uh, John that they're going to do, darling, in Revelation 3, verse 9? What if they're going to do, darling, 3, 9, and 10? Come up. The book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Verse 9 reads, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not. But no well, lie. Well, they are Jews, so we Judah. Right. So, so we Judah, but they stand they up, but they are not. So now you can read that again, daughter, and bring right. it out for the national because we know the word Judah, okay. blew the word for Judah. 
So he said, listen here. He said, the one that uh, say they are you, they say they are you. They say they are you, but they are not. But they really right. are. What going in end time prophecy? The people that call themselves okay. you are really what? Mm-hmm. Okay, Revelation chapter 3, verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Yagdaduda and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before your feet. And to know that I have loved you. Now, so so we know that ain't happening yet, Eddie Gold. That ain't happening yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see nobody pushing before the one the truth Israel is right the way it be. He said the one that 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 say that you they lie. They are really the synagogue of again the synagogue of what? The synagogue of Satan. You see that? So the ones that say they are you. Yahweh told John to write, they are the synagogue of Satan that say they are you. Because the children of the book, you tell them to make them come worship you. That's big talk, dog. That's up to Isaiah. Let's see what else you going to have them to do, dog. 49, verse 22 of Isaiah. What else are you going to make them do? And I, I won't know how this happened yet. 49, 22 of Isaiah. The gonna, book of Isaiah. The book. Mm-hmm. the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 22. Verse 22 reads, Thus said the YHWH Behold, I will lift up my hand to the nations. And set up my standard to the people. And they shall bring thy sons in their arms. And thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. All right, 23. Verse 23. And kings shall be thy nursing father. And their queens thy nursing mother. They shall bow down to you with their face towards the earth and lift up the dust of your feet. And you shall know that I am the YHWH Yahweh. For they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. He said he's going to make all the big digging theories. All them big digging theories one day. They're going to fall down on your on you, on you family. That's what they're going to do. Hold on, lick the dust off your feet. That that prophecy, and they gonna know I love you, and not them. That prophecy said. So you you see why I see why they love to say that you need that left side of the book. The Lord's done away with it. The left side of the book tells some stories, and also tells us in the forty-seven chapter one through thirteen. Now, though, I can stand that. Um, not can stand that. 47, 1 through 13, daughter, and a closing statement. I can stand it out, daughter. 47, 1 through 13, a closing statement there, daughter. Excellent on your part again. Excellent. Of Isaiah. 
Isaiah 47, 1 through 13, and close the statement, daughter. Excellent. Back on that way again tomorrow. What does it say, daughter? The book of Isaiah, chapter 47, verses 4 through 13. 1 through 13. 47, 1 through 13. 13. Mm-hmm. Verse one through thir- verse one through thirteen. Come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of ba- Babylon. Sit on the ground. There is no throne, O daughter of the Chaldean. For you shall no more be called tender and delicate. Take the millstone and grind mill. Uncover thy lock. Make bare the lid. Uncover thy thigh. Pass over the river. Verse 3. Thy nakedness shall be uncovered. Yeah, thy shame shall be seen. I will take vengeance, and I will not meet you as a man. Verse 4. As for our Redeemer, the YHWH, Yahweh's host, is his name, the righteous one of Israel. Verse 5. Sit thou silent and get you into darkness, O daughters of the Chaldees. For you shall no more be called the lady of kingdom. Verse 6. I was wroth with my people. I have polluted my inheritance and gave them into your hands. You didn't show them no mercy upon the ancient has thou very heavily laid thy yoke. Verse 7. And thou saidest, I shall be a lady forever, so that thou didst not lay these things to your mind, neither didst remember the latter end of it. Verse 8. Therefore, hear now this, thou that art given to pleasure, that dwellest carelessly, that saith in your mind, I am, and none else beside me. I shall not sit as a widow, neither shall I know the loss of children. Verse 9, but these two things shall come to you in a moment in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. They shall come upon you in their perfection for the multitude of your sorceries and for the great abundance of your enchantment. Verse 10, for you have trusted in your wickedness. You have said, none said me. Your wisdom and your knowledge, it has perverted you. And you have said in your mind, I am and none else beside me. Verse 11, therefore shall evil come upon you. Shall you not know from where it rises? And mischief shall fall upon you. You shall not be able to put it off. And desolation shall come upon you suddenly, which you shall not know. Verse 12. Stand now with your enchantment and with the multitude of your sorceries, wherein you have labored from your youth. If so, be thou shall be able to profit. If so, be thou mayest prevail. Verse 13, you are, we- you are weary in thy multitude of thy counsel. Let now the astrologer, the stargazer, the monthly prognostic, 
Caleb, stand up and save you from these things that shall come upon you. Ain't that something? You mean that Bible telling that? Uh, uh, a daughter, what is it in verse 6 again, daughter? Verse 6. The book of Isaiah 7, verse 6. I was wroth with my people. I have polluted my inheritance and gave them into your hands. Thou didst show them no mercy upon the ancients. Has thou very heavily laid your yoke? Now 13 again. 13 again. Verse 13. Thou art wearied in the multitude of your counsel. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly prognosticators, stand up and save you from these things that shall come upon you.
What are you saying in okay. Zechariah 2, 6 and 7? What are you saying there, Elvis? Okay, in Zechariah chapter 2, verse number 6 and 7. Huh? Yeah, well, what are you saying there? What are you saying? Okay, verse number 6 says, Oh, ho, come forth and flee from the land of the north, saith the Yahweh. For I have spread you abroad as four winds of heaven, saith the Yahweh. Seven, deliver thyselves, O Zion, that dwellest in the daughter of Babylon. Read that again, that's Judah. And read that again, that's Judah. He's talking Judah. Okay. He said, Judah, don't feel yourself. Number seven says. Yeah, take the time. Number seven What do you say? Seven says, deliver thyself, O Judah, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. Oh. So Judah, right now, he lives with the daughter of Babylon. He lives with the daughter. They say, you got to say yourself that live with the daughter. You got to come out the mindset of the daughter of Babylon, Judah. Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon, and the rest of the tribe of Israel. Who are these daughters of Babylon, Elder? And verse number 137, 7, 8, and closing statement of Psalms. Who are they talking about? Who are these daughters of Babylon, you saying? Who is the daughter of Babylon? Read verse number 8 first. We're going to Psalm 147. And hear that name again, daughter of Babylon. The Psalm telling you to view it, view, view it out from under. 137 verse 8. Oh, Psalm, what does that help? Okay, sounds like you said 147, verse number 8. 137. 147. 137. Okay, got it. And the book of Psalms was. Chapter 137, reading verse number 8. 8 says, O daughter of Babylon, who art to be destroyed, happy shall he be, that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Me again, I read it real carefully. What do you say again in verse 8? Okay. Says, O daughter of Babylon, who are to be destroyed, happy he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Oh, O daughter of Babylon, who ought to be destroyed. So Babylon is going to be destroyed. Babylon is going to be destroyed. Who, who ought to be destroyed? Happy shall he be that rewarded thee as thou have served up. So you see, it's a it's an old song saying payback is a dog. So payback is a dog on who is he talking about that flee from Babylon, come up out of her in the mind. Who is Babylon? Verse number seven. 
Who is that you talking about? Uh, or seven? Who is Babylon? Hope you sit down and ask an audience to find who Babylon is. He's telling you to come out of her mindset. Who are you talking about in verse seven? Verse number seven says, Remember, O Yahweh, the children of Edom, and the day of Jerusalem, I die. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, children of Edom. It's no bloodline. And the day. Hold on, help, hold on, hold on. Remember, O Yahweh, the children of Esau. That word, Edom. It talk about the bloodline people call themselves Esau. Remember, O Yahweh, the children of Esau and his five sons. What they do? Now, what did the five sons do? Esau and his five sons. What they do, Elder? What they do? Okay, verse number seven. Correcting and reading again. It says, remember, O Yahweh, children of Esau, Edom, and his five sons. In the day of Jerusalem, who said, raise it, raise it, even to the foundation thereof? And Jerusalem is Judah, southern kingdom, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. They, they said when that city was being choked, with their tear that city down? They were saying, raise it, raise it, tear up the moat. See, they said, see what Esau and his five sons saying, said, and they said that in 70 AD, tear up the moat, tear up the moat. Both of the temples, tear up. They had a plan themselves. So he said, remember old Esau and his five sons translated as the white man, the white woman? They said the day that you was tan up, they was tan up uh, what you call uh, Judah, Benjamin, Levite, in 722 and 586 B.C. They said, tan up, tan up. And they got happy. See, they get, every, time they, every time you get delivered up, they get happy. But he said, verse 7, remember, O Yahweh, the children of Esau and his five sons, translated as the white man and the white woman, in the days of Judah, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, who said, what did Esau and his five sons say? Praise it, praise it, even unto the foundation thereof. Just tear all of That's what they said. He said, remember them on that. That was ancient told David. That, was, that happened three, four hundred years after David was gone. Told David a prophecy of them tearing up your city. And I'm torn up today. Elder, what's your clothes say behind that? Elder, take your time. Exit on your part. Catch tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Back on airways, you hear at 6 o'clock tomorrow for a special edition called Thursday evening. Elder, what's your clothes saying behind that? Is? Come on. Well, thank you for inviting me, first of all, to the broadcast tonight. We thank the mothers and all the visitors that came to rehearse the righteous act, saying in words of Yahweh to all those that, that need it. And as I said in my opening statement, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 7, it's a time to read and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. So you saw we have spoken. And now my time is to be silent. Hallelujah. The time now is to blow the trumpet, uh, Judah and 
Israel, southern and northern kingdom, scatter all the way. Top of you hear the truth? You going to hear the truth? Hey, 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 Mother D up Israel, I, 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 are you ready to give me a, a mic for 2 verse 10, Mother? 2 verse 10 and 11? Mother D up Israel? D what? Michael chapter 2 Michael. verse 10 and 11? Yes, ma'am. What do you think is in Michael chapter 2 verse 10 and 11? Okay. Michael. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to get that. Michael. Chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. What, what, what did he told on Sarah, Michael? And Michael chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Michael chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. And it reads, Arise you and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted. It shall destroy you, even with a sore destruction. Verse 11. If a man walketh in the spirit of falsehood, do not, saying, I will prophesy unto you of wine and of strong drink. He shall even be the teacher of this people. Mm-hmm. So he tell you in verse 10, do what mother, what he telling you to do uh, something in northern kingdom of Israel, the Israelites? What he tell you to do in verse 210? What he tell you to do? Arise you and depart, for this is not your rest. Because it is polluted, it shall destroy you. You hear telling you? So you you can continue to think that you can continue to hover in this world and, and not take care of your wild business. You can't even depart from it. It's going to destroy you. You're going to never get even with this man. You're going you're gonna to be Bill. Bill will always be at you. But y'all probably going to ask you one question if you take care of my bed. Huh? Hey, Mother, give me a closing statement in, in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Verse 1, 2, 3, 6, 8. We'll close out some of this good stuff. Let's do Deuteronomy, let's do, do, Deuteronomy chapter 8, 1, 2, and 3 first. 8, 1, 2, and 3, Mother. Let's see what saying, 8, 1, 2, and 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. Verse 1. All the commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which Yahweh well unto your father. Verse 2. And thou shall remember all the ways which Yahweh, your Yahweh, led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you to know what was in thine mind, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments, his law, or no. Verse 3. And he humbled you 
and suffer you to hunger and fed you with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man doeth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of Yahweh do a man live. Mm-hmm. Verse 6. What's, what you say now? Verse, verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. Therefore, thou shalt keep the law, the commandments of Yahweh, your Yahweh, to walk in his ways and to fear him. Mm-hmm. Verse 11. Verse 11. Be, beware that thou forget not Yahweh, your Yahweh, and not keeping his commandments his, and his law and his judgments and his statutes, which I command you this day. Mm-hmm. Verse 17, 18, and close the mother. Verse 17, 18, the closing statement. Verse 17. And thou sayest in thine mind, my power and my might of, of my hand has gotten me this wealth. Verse 18. But thou shalt remember Yahweh, your Yahweh, for it is he that giveth you power to give wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto your father, as it is this day. Well, give me, give me a precept on that mother's closing statement. Give me all Hebrews 7, verse 4, closing statement. Because the question is, ain't what to do, but you pay him no never mind. You talk about all that you, what you got to do for the world, to keep up with the world. How the economy is this and the economy is that. That means you must be grazing what mother getting ready to read in 7 verse 4 in the closing statement. What does it say in 7 verse 4, mother, of Hebrews in the closing statement? Hebrews chapter 7, verse 4. Now concerning, considering, consider now the great. This man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tent of the spoil. So those on the national audience all over the world, are you are y'all greater than Abraham? That you don't want to give a tent to advance the ministry to save your own soul? You greater than Abraham? Consider how great Abraham was. He gave a tenth of what he got his hand on. But you talking about, I got to wait to my, got to get my end. Your end ain't going to never meet. The coming ain't going to never get right. But I tell you one thing, you better have y'all all right. But look at this thing real carefully. A tenth part of where you get your hand on goes to the ministry. Get that PayPal. That's where it goes to. Keep on paying on never mind and act like it don't exist. 
It's going to cost you. Time in the end, it's going to ask you, did you do what I tell you to do? I'm the one who gave you power to get well. I'm the one who woke you up to go make well. But what happened to my company? What happened to my donation and contribution to the ministry that is feeding you the knowledge you need for yourself and your family? You going to pay it no never mind? Continue to do it. Close that to the mother to tomorrow, 6 o'clock. It's all yours, mother. Take your time and do your part of your closing statement out. Mother, D.F. Israel, D.R.I. Come on. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every charm that shall rise against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of Yahweh, and their righteousness is of me, says Yahweh. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Excellent. Mother well, B.F. Israel, you know what she said in it. I want to read one verse. Show your power, Yahweh. In St. John chapter 11, I'm going to show you the power, Yahweh. The power of Yahweh. Let's see what he say. In St. John chapter 11, I'm going to just get this verse in. And let's see what he's saying. And let's see what Yahweh says. He says something. And he says, St. John chapter 11, 21. Then says Martha unto Yahweh the son. Yahweh, if thou have been here, my brother have not died. Verse 22. But I know that even now, whatsoever die of acts of Yahweh the Father, he will give unto thee. Verse 23. Yahweh the Son said to her, Thy brother shall rise again. 24. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. 25. And Yahweh said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in me, though he was dead, he shall live. Verse 26. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never, never, what? Never die. Believe this, this? Yes, it's my, you believe this, this? 27.